0: Raise your hand if you like saving a few bucks. If you do love saving money, join me, Susan Hogan, on News 4 at 5. Our NBC4 response unit is protecting you from scams, rip-offs, and dangerous products. We've already recovered more than a million dollars. Jim Hanley here. Susan's got your wallet covered. Wendy Rieger and I will get you up to speed. Staying on top of constantly changing headlines and what they mean for you. And store is always keeping you ahead of weather
1: changes. Join me, Doug Kammerer, and the rest of us on News 4 at 5, working for you.
0: Welcome to Welford Watches Podcast, an American podcast about professional wrestling. First, want to say a huge thanks to all of my Patreons um, who are supporting the show. Absolute love you all. Thank you very much. Um, I have a very special guest today. He is a a, a young legend. He's a posh <laughs> dick. He's on, <laughs> he's on his way to being... Uh, the person you wish you knew about a lot sooner. Um, he's got a big match against uh, Car Noir at Resurgence in March. He's got progress by the balls right now, and his name is Spike <laughs> Trevay. Hello, how are you doing? you alright? right. I'm very well, man. Thanks for joining. You really,
1: you, no worries. Thanks for having me. You really sprung into you really <laughs> really like sprung into like presenter mode. Not that you weren't like affable and pleasant before we went on. You absolutely were. But you really, you really sprung into like so much energy. I was like, "Wow, I'm pumped! I'm so pumped now!" <laughs> and it's like and it's like nine o'clock where I am, and I'm I'm Jack now. Great! It is.
0: It is three o'clock in San Antonio, mm-hmm. um, and it's a lovely afternoon. Um, and I'm really <laughs> honored to be chatting with Spike Gervais, dude. You've been killing. Oh, lately. thanks, man.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks very much. It's very kind of you to say.
0: I, I think I emailed you a couple months back, um, and you you got back to me, and and um, yeah, just a really big name that I always wanted to get. Um, like we were talking before on an air, I was a just a big fan of British wrestling. I just kind of follow where the really hot wrestling is, and, and try to keep tabs on mm. it. Um, so have you ever been on a on a podcast or show with a yank before? No,
1: no, I've <laughs> never,
0: I've never, I've
1: never done a. Uh, I've never done a um a podcast or something. You are you are you in the right part of America to call someone a yank and it not be offensive? There oh, was, was a boy, was an American boy who <laughs> went to my school and I I called him a yank and he literally drop kicked me across the room for it. Is I, I think he was from.
0: I'm in a very liberal, progressive San Antonio uh, metroplex, so uh, yeah, I'm okay.
1: Oh, okay. I think I, I don't know where he was. I think he was from the south. I
0: that think he was might, from yeah, the south that's... and. It, the South is a little he, feisty at times.
1: He literally threw across the room and kicked me in the head for calling him a yank. And I was like, oh. And that, that was, that was like, that was twenty. No, nah, that was, when was that? It must have been like 12. Like that was like uh, 17 years ago. And I still remember it. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still scared of it. So there you go.
0: <laughs> no, dude, you're mm-hmm. loved over here, man. Um, <laughs> oh, great. Uh, whenever I tell people about stars or people they need to keep an eye on i always mention spike gervais chris ridgeway kyle fletcher just some of the really really cool names that um so you're always in the conversation mate well
1: that's cool man thank you
0: um i might as well ask you this question now uh how did you get into doing some death matches was that just necessity because you needed to get on the card or are you a masochist and really enjoy it
1: uh uh it, it's uh it's a bit of well it's it's i was i was gonna say it's a bit of both it's not quite both it's more like uh there was there was kind of a morbid fascination with it
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, i was yeah i was just kind of morbidly fascinated with it and then i and then there was there was a night where i was going to the plan was i was going to win uh the championship of uh, a promotion called anarchy pro mm-hmm. in the uk which is like a chaotic deathmatch promotion they also they also do like just it's really just it's really just it's not i think a lot of people think it's a deathmatch promotion it's not a deathmatch promotion it's a promotion that uh that plays on like if, if if you're a first-time wrestling fan i would say that anarchy pro is probably not the place for you because it kind of it kind of like plays on the conventions of wrestling and stuff, and it and it's kind of chaotic. But mm-hmm. and they do, you know, like uh, T K. Cooper and uh, T K. Cooper and Chris Brooks did a match there once that was entirely based around a pillow fight. And <laughs> yeah, and, we, uh, uh, I,
0: I just had a Resur- Sam from Resurgence on in the last episode, um, and of I course listened we, to it, yeah. Oh yeah, we we talked about yeah. Artcore and um, had T K. Cooper mm. on recently too. Um. So yeah, I'm a yeah. big fan, dude. Um. But but the death matches are are not everybody's taste, like you said. That's a, no, they're not. No, it's a little but terrifying. It, it was,
1: well, it was part of. So like, the death matches were kind of a part of. They're definitely a part of that promotion, and 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 the plan was essentially for me to win to win the championship that night from Jimmy Havoc. But like, a couple of things happened. The person that I was meant to wrestle for some reason wasn't uh, for for whatever reason wasn't able to make the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, And that was meant to be for like a cash in briefcase. And then Jimmy hurt his knee the night before. Weirdly, just literally doing like a, literally doing a tech match with a British legend. uh, I think like called Johnny kid. And I think he literally just did. Mm -hmm. I think he literally just twisted his knee um, and he wasn't. And and so it just meant, and he was meant to do this. No rope barbed wire death match. And uh, with Clint Margera, uh, who's also awesome
0: yeah
1: uh partic- particularly that stuff and then and and the way the and i was meant to just sort of cash in and the idea was that i was kind of meant to be the antithesis of that so jimmy's obviously this like amazing wrestler and amazing like has amazing psychology for the business but also is, is this you know is, is like a death match legend
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um uh and the idea was that i was gonna i think the idea was that i was gonna take the belt from him and that i was gonna be the complete opposite of that and that's what it was going to be. And I was going to be like, huh, I'm the death match champion. But then <laughs> because they needed to get the belt on me that night, the promoter was didn't put any pressure on me at all, but simply was, simply was just like, this is the simplest and fastest way of doing it, is for you to run in on Jimmy while he's doing an announcement, take it off him, say that you paid the person that you were wrestling not to be here. And then, and then, do the match in the evening because if you don't do the match in the evening i don't really have a draw i can't tell people that there's no rose barb wire death match is not happening when it was the biggest draw mm-hmm. so you know will you do it and i was just like yeah okay and uh, and so i did it and the thing and the thing is it's really funny like if you particularly in this country i imagine if you do one death match then all of a sudden you that's that's it it's, you're kind of associated well with yeah that. Like,
0: the roster is a little small when it comes to people who do death matches it's less people
1: yeah well mm-hmm. it, but that's the, but yeah and it, people get associated but like paul robinson has very famously said that like he has a reputation in in england like people are like people are like oh yeah he'd be good in like a hardcore division and And he's like i'm a, a villain and 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 i like a world he never says this but like i'm saying it like and he's also like you know he's a world class high flyer he's only ever done two death matches in in his entire career and he's been wrestling for over uh, triple the time i have mm-hmm. you know like and he's only ever done two but he has this like weird it's it's just odd and then you get this reputation and then one person and then another promotion wants you for it and and it keep and it just keeps going and i also just thought it was a nice image i've said this before and, and, and to people like yeah. I just thought it was a great image. I just thought the rest, of, the rest of the deathmatch and hardcore division, in on across the country, uh, across the world, are all grungy and you know they're all ripped jeans and you know gothic and you know this that and the other. And none of them look like me. None of them dress like me. None of them, you know, none of them wear the things that I wear. And I just thought it was such a lovely image. So so terrifying. This this guy. Who's just dressed to, you know, dressed to the fucking nines, <laughs> yeah. in like a tailcoat suit, white tie, all of this stuff, and he's just, he's got his gloves on, and it's just like, what are you gonna do? And then it turns out he's like a, a bigger nutcase than the rest of them.
0: Yeah, when I first saw you in, I, I think it was like a national progression match or something in progress. It was, it was a lower card match, and uh-huh. I saw your attire, and I was like, what the hell is this guy doing? Like it, it, I totally bought into it very quickly. I was mm-hmm. uh, kind of uh, I was grow. I was like, "What is he doing? Where is his wrestling yes. size? He's such a she's such a dick. I hate it." And and, yeah, I, and yeah. I totally bought into it. It was it was brilliant. Um, so oh, where awesome. did your where did your idea of like the whole attire come from? I've heard you talk in the past about your kind of background in Essex of coming up. And were you in like in drama or art or some sort of performance art before?
1: I yeah I, so I was um, I was I was a professional actor so I was born I was born in uh, I was born in I was born in Cambridge and I grew up there and uh, I went to a drama uh, foundation course there and I went to drama school and I when I when I kind of uh, fucked off the idea of becoming a wrestler it, it was it was. When I was a kid, or like a young man, young boy, I it was just I was just always going to be an actor, and I just pursued that all the way through. So I was just an actor and uh, and sometimes director and uh, a divisor all the way up until I was 26. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's that was my drama. that was my acting background. But the the attire just came from originally I had wrestling tights. Uh, they were just like maroon wrestling tights, and I had this like striped blazer. But I just wrestled in the wrestling tights and and a shirt and shirtless. Uh, I what happened? I just I, I there was one I, there was one match where I forgot I think I I forgot my gear I think that's what happened I think I forgot my gear and it was a Riptide show and I was wrestling Damon Moser. And I and for some reason I don't know why I had them. I think we were staying over the night, staying the night over. But I, I had a pair of chinos in my bag, and then I and, and I thought, oh fuck it, I'll just you know I just have to wear these. Like these are close enough. And I thought, I I you know I still had all my boots and stuff. I would just forgotten my tights like a knobhead. <laughs> and then I just and then I just decided to wear them, and they just got such a reaction. You know I got a chino. I got this chinos chant that went on for for ages and i got so much like reaction for it and so much yeah. heat for it and i just thought i just and i just kind of thought like i just i'm getting more reaction i'm getting like i've you know like i've walked to the ring and i am stood here opposite my part my my opponent and i'm getting more sound i'm getting more reaction i'm getting all this reaction and i haven't even fucking done anything i've not taken a bump yet i'm not do you yeah. know what I mean? I was like, I've not, done, I've not done
0: anything yeah. Especially in an environment I, like Riptide down in Brighton in that very, very intimate. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, which actually yeah, leads exactly. me to, to another good question that my friend Archie, um, fielded to me. He said, uh, cause Archie, he's been to progress. He's been to Riptide. Um, and he says, how do you de- Yeah. Um, how do you deal with like Uber loud crowds like at Riptide attack, uh, where it's very small and intimate setting? How do uh, do you deal with them? Yeah, like, how do you deal with those crowds? Like, how do you assess that? How do you interpret it? How do you react to those crowds? Like, how do you handle... uh, That's that's a really interesting... Yeah.
1: Well done, Archie. That's a very interesting question. Um, uh, How do you react to... How do you deal with them? Is it just instinctual?
0: Like, Like, do you just... You hear something and just kind of... You jump on it right away, or...
1: I tend to... I'm a bit... It's, it's, I don't know, for me it's more like I just I just can't help myself so if somebody and I, 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 I yeah I just can't really help myself I'm not somebody says something to me and uh, if somebody says something to me and I just instinctively will have something pop into my head and I just and I'll just say it back and I don't ever think like oh this will get a great reaction or whatever I just sort of can't help but not react Uh, And then I just sort of react, and then I don't know why it just always gets a good reaction. It's really odd because I'm not—I've never, my entire life, I've never been considered quick-witted. I'm I'm not a quick-witted person. I'm not like out in the world, you know. I've never been quick-witted. I've always been awful socially in terms of like (laughs) I'm have terrible. I mean, I have a girlfriend now, so it doesn't matter. But like, um, (laughs) I've always been terrible at talking to women. Like, I've been terrible at making friends and. And making and like at first making people laugh. Like I'm very slow witted and I'm very awkward. But for some reason it's just always been this way. For some reason if you put me on a stage or you put me in front of a crowd, it just, it just all goes away. And all of a sudden this completely different person appears, and uh, and that person is, is 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 quick. That person's quick and and doesn't get nervous. And it's it's really bizarre. It's really bizarre. I'm so much more comfortable in front of 300 people than I am in front of one I'd rather be I'm I'm much more comfortable in front of 300 to 700 to 2,000 to 5,000 strangers than I am in front of you know a one
0: that's fascinating
1: yeah it's really odd but I so in terms of dealing with them like that's just really it they just talk and I just react and sometimes you can feel it sometimes you can feel it and you're like if I I could just let this run. <laughs> like sometimes you're like, I could just let this run, and 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 I I do remember once I, this happened on a couple of shows. I do remember, and now it happens all the time. There's always a moment sometimes where you can feel it, and you're like, "Oh, if I let this run, this will carry on for a long time." And, and then there's no way they can. There's no way this promoter can't have me back. Like yeah, or or, right, right. or there's no way that this person you know or you're just like oh, like, you know I really hope I really hope that that person I asked to film this match is filming this right now, you know like because there's no you know and and they just go and then sometimes you don't have time so you just have to fuck it off, so sometimes you can kind of feel them rising and then you have to be like no like and talk over them and and stop it from happening, you get you get used to it,
0: so so my buddy long winded, uh, no that's. That's uh, typical of you, uh, from what I've heard. Yeah, it, it <laughs> is a bit. Yeah, you do talk a bit, Sorry. which I love. So thank you. Uh, I don't have to. Oh, I don't have to have any filler time. So thank you. Um, oh, cool. Uh, so my buddy Luke, who does a show, Omega Luke podcast, um, he says, uh, for someone who is as good on the mic as Spike, uh, I'd like to know whether he always found it natural, which is what we're kind of talking about. <sighs> Or uh-huh. if you uh, if if you've worked on it for a few years and if you still practice before promos, um, so I guess you can kind of incorporate it with your, with your drama background. Do you still kind of? kind of practice routines like your promo um that you filmed for no future dates was huge that was simple yeah, that, concise yeah weird and, right and honest you know what i mean that's that's what people like so do you practice that do you or does it just come out and boom just record? no
1: it, no like it, well it depends like but i'm i can learn scripts and stuff like that. but like no future dates for example that was entirely me and that was just yeah, that was pretty much just – I got to the – I live with uh, I live with the uh, the guy who does the social media for Progress, hmm. and I was trying to put – I live with him, and I was trying to put a tweet out about the match that I had to that day, which was me and Drew Parker versus Eddie and Mark.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was just trying to write sort of like a, a tweet with the picture and make it interesting, and I, I couldn't find a way of doing it. And I just gave it to – his name's Adam, and I just gave it to Adam, and I said, you know – what's a good way of writing this out quickly and he was like it's too long like you can't do it and he was like if you're gonna if it's gonna be that you might as well say it um and then we and i was like oh yeah so then we got to the venue and then he was like do you want to do it i haven't got anything to do for about half for about 20 minutes and i was like no i've got nothing to do either so just go do it and then uh, we just walked around the corner and then we just literally just walked around the corner and he pressed go and then we just did it um,
0: it was brilliant by the way, I just Thanks. I loved how how honest it was and just how concise and yeah, that would have been a tweet that not enough people would have seen probably. So,
1: yeah, I think I don't think it would have. But but it's it's more like a it's it's more like a, it's more like from my like, times when I was an actor. It's it, 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 like there's a rhythm in my body. It's like a it's a thing that I feel like and it, it's kind of a thing that I get scared of losing so not like in life but like something will happen and i will feel the rhythm of it and then i'll be like oh no i I have to do this promo right now and Mm. if someone and i've had people were like i need to do this promo promo now i can feel it i've got to do it now and you know and i've had bit with promoters like we haven't got time now we have to do it later and i'm like if you do it later it's not going to be as good as it is now i promise you it's not going to be as good as it is now and then later they'll be like okay we can do that promo and i'll be like it's gone you know, like I, I can't and I'll still do it, but I'll be like, you know, obviously cause I'm not an asshole, but like I'll still do it. But I'll just be like, it's gone. Do you know what I mean? It, it's about like a rhythm. Like when we did it, when we did it on the street, we did it one time and I was like, and it did it fine. And I was like, oh, I could be better. And then we had about nine takes where I was just running back and forth through the thing. And I was like, <laughs> something would go wrong or someone would walk through the, the shot or oh, something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, and I'd be like, you know, I'd be saying it. And I was like, I'd be like, scream, like, uh, skip over my words. And then he'd be like, oh, oh, okay, no, and then go to reset. And I'd be like, no, don't turn it off. And then just run run round the corner again. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'd, don't turn it off, don't yeah. turn it off, don't turn it off. Are you still going? Are you still going? And he was like, Yeah, and I was like, right, good, boom. And then we just walked around and did it again. So uh, yeah, it, it doesn't No, I don't I don't really plan them that much. I think about them a bit. Yeah. But I don't really mm-hmm. I don't really plan them. They're more kind of just they're more just sort of they just come off they just sort of come off the top of my head and i've been acting for 20 years
0: so parts of that is just natural so that's yeah it's part of it's, it's just, just kind I've, of in in your system now and it just comes to you Yeah. so yeah uh, i
1: just i've been act, i've been acting since i was i've been acting since i was so i've been acting for 23 years so i was performing for 23 years so like it's 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 one of those things that like yeah, it's definitely not something that's like I was born with or something that I've had like has happened overnight and stuff. And, you know, it's it's like any skill. It's just taken me. It just, it's just taken hours and hours of work. It's just now I just have it in my body, you know, and hopefully one day wrestling will be the same.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you're getting there very quickly, man. Um, So so nice. I, I'm going to here comes the Theresa May question. So get ready. Yeah. Um, okay <laughs> so brexit is a thing if you're listening to this and you don't know what that is basically they want to uh they voted to uh fuck off and get out of european union and now there's a lot of hurdles and yada yada um so you took yeah. full advantage of this last year um uh-huh. by, by dressing as teresa may at a show which was peculiar. Yeah. Um, so was this more yeah. of like striking while the iron was hot, or were you like fulfilling your inner cosplay fantasy? No, I just <laughs> thought it was funny. I just thought
1: it was funny. Like, I, like, I, it was, uh, it was going to be like the second time I ever wrestled for Attack. If you don't know. If anyone doesn't know what Attack is. Like, Attack is. Uh, it's very you know, fun. It's a...
0: Kind of very. It's, it's a it's a,
1: it's, it, it's a very fun like goofy wacky yeah. promotion but mm-hmm. it was started by it was started by pete dunn and and people like pete Dunne. it was started by like pete dunn and and it was uh and uh, this other guy uh, who's the announcer called jim lee and uh and you know and, and and like eddie dennis mark andrews mm-hmm. all of those people they originated there you know like or it's like where it's like their creation and now they look after it from afar and you know and sometimes very close up um and they do like wacky stuff and like they all, and every year they, at Halloween they call they do a show that's called the Goosebump Show and then that's when everybody dresses up and they invited me to come and just be part of it and I, because um, I think loads of their people because now they're all ama- they're all amazing and now all of them are signed yeah
0: really
1: so they they were all away doing filming and they invited me to come be part of it because they know that I well because they know I don't you know I'm up for a bit of silliness <laughs> and and I just thought. And I just thought, and I just thought, oh, well, if originally it was going to be zombie Theresa May. Oh God! It was just going to be a zombie <laughs> Theresa May. I just thought would be, I just thought it'd be really funny. And then, uh, and then there was just this. Just this is really funny um, meme that happened where I don't know what she was doing, but there's this is Theresa May, and I think she's. Uh, I don't want to speak. I don't want to say where it is because I don't know, but I think it's it's an African country. And, it was where uh, she,
0: she broke it down and did a little dance, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know where it was. I think it was – I'm pretty sure it was It was an African country. And right. she uh, was and, – and she did a little dance. And I, I think she was just – I think I, I, I imagine somebody had said to her, like, you know, you need to look more accessible. You need to look more like a human <laughs> being. So, so she did a little dance and just made herself look ridiculous because she mm-hmm. can't dance. And then somebody made a meme of it of her doing it to Dancing Queen. And then yeah. she and then she tried to cl- and then she claimed it back by entering uh, a Tory a conservative uh, conference. Then she started out to dance in Queens. So she reclaimed it. And then I claimed it back.
0: <laughs> and I thought,
1: yeah, and I just thought that's hilarious. Like, I'll just do that. And then not only that, like I, I then like wrestled as dancing Theresa May. So like, oh, I just, I totally like fucked off all of my own offense, and everything was based around dancing. And um, yeah, I really wanted to like, I really wanted to. uh We could, I think we could get. I don't know why we didn't do it. I really wanted to block a series of strikes with the macarena. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why. I don't, I don't, know why we didn't get that in. I think, I, I think actually, I th- that I think it's because it's someone else's spot, and I was, I didn't want to steal it. Oh, uh man. yeah yeah That's... sadly but but yeah but uh yeah it was just hilarious and everybody backstage was uh, i was in the costume and everybody backstage was just like oh my god
0: yeah i was definitely is, re- re- retweeting that picture a few times and giving you some. some it was it was too funny. yeah it was yeah too funny um it seemed funny uh so so for most wrestling fans um probably like yourself uh uh, wwe is is very much like the beatles in a way or like rolling stones it's kind of wwe always brings people into the organization you don't hear that many people saying oh it was progress that brought me into pro wrestling it's usually wwe and yeah for sure so as we as we it brings you into the genre. So so as we get older and we evolve more, we start to go to you know other ways. We go to lucha libre, we go to death matches, Japan, whatever. Um, so in that same thinking, um, are we starting to see that evolution of your character? Because you've kind of. Gotten away from the whole Tory kind of deal, and you've kind of yeah. been more, you know, you've kind of got away that. So is that just part of the evolution, or are you systematically not wanting to like relate yourself with one party? Well, party?
1: well, so the th- what? So the thing is, so the thing is, like number one, I've never, ever, 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 as a as the as the guy behind Spike or as Spike, have ever ever openly admitted to him being a Tory. I've never, ever done that. That is, what's really interesting about him is that he was originally just meant to be uh, a privileged dickhead who didn't Mm -hmm. apologize for the fact that he was privileged and was like, well, I am, if that's what I you know, I am, if that's what you think.
0: It it became its own thing without your input, really.
1: And then the fans put, yeah, exactly. And then Mm -hmm. the fans put Tory on it um so i so i was like well if this is it i'm just gonna ride this because uh, obviously it was just right place right time um and i thought you know and there was a lot of disdain across the world for people like him uh or, or you know people like that i'm not um i'm really just yeah I, i'm just sort of like moving away from. i'm not really moving i don't know i'm not really moving away from th- that kind of aspect of him it's more just about like it's more just about making him a person You know, like he's, you know, he, you know, I I think if you stick with that, it's always just like one shade of, it's always just one shade, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It, You know, and Mm -hmm. I want, I want him to be able to, I want him to be, I like him to be malleable. And I think he is malleable. I think you can put him in any situation and he'll get heat. You know, like people will always hate him regardless of any situation. I've only ever once been cheered, you know, like, and that was because I was in a death match and I was tagging with Jimmy Havoc and I just held onto his metal studded coattails. Like mm-hmm. there's no, you know, I've n- so in terms of, I think I'm just sort of bringing, yeah, I'm just, I, I, I consider him to be the posh boy gimmick of the modern, of, of the modern day. So I think everybody does posh boy gimmicks and it's all like hand behind backs, waving, talking like the queen, blah, 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 <laughs> which is fine. Yeah. But
0: that's not. But it doesn't define what? your the, the character. Uh, just like it, death matches don't define no. Spike Trevay. It's different shades. Like yeah, that and, was but a good comparison. Yeah,
1: but there's 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 more to. Yeah, exactly. But there's you know, there's more to privileged and posh people than that. You know, like there's not people like that. I'm. I you know like my my girlfriend and all of my wrestling friends. They all say that I'm really posh. I was born in Cambridge. I was I was raised <laughs> in Cambridgeshire. I went to a private school that was, you know, the, the very basis of it was about a thousand, genuinely about a thousand years, like, uh, you know, it was proper red brick and all of that kind of stuff. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm, that's the, the reality of that <laughs> runs through me. But you know, like, no one is like that. You know, like, no one is, is that gimmick. And I want nobody is like that much of a gimmick. And I wanted to and i thought if i'm going to do this i'm going to do it but i'm going to do i'm going to do the modern version like i'm going to do this is what i this is what people hate about this is what you you i can come out and i can grab a mic and i can wear i can wear a fur and i can tell you that i went fox hunting earlier <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: and uh, you know we that's that's a, that's, a, that's a british tradition if you don't if if anybody doesn't know yeah. like which is horrible but like if uh, you know like You know, I can say like I've been fox hunting, and you clearly fucking haven't. Do you know what I mean? Like you Mm -hmm. clearly did not go and hunt that earlier in the day. But you know, but people will go boo because they know they have to. But if you come out and you go, I'm, yeah, I've I have everything, and I'm not I'm not sorry for it at all. I'm not sorry for it. In fact, it's your jealousy that you have to deal with. I'm not. I don't have to deal with anything. And while you're so blinded by your own deficiency in your own life, I'm gonna take everything in this fucking industry because you're blinded by your own jealousy. So mm-hmm. fuck you. <laughs> People will just be like, no, no, do you know what I mean? Like they just they just will. It's just about poking a little bit of reality into it.
0: I think that's, and that's
1: where I'm really gonna take important
0: it. part of wrestling because reality is. Like taking... No. What do you what, what do you feel like? <laughs>
1: I, I, I was going to say, like, I feel like I'm taking all of your questions and taking them on like a massive tyrant. I feel like I'm <laughs> really
0: sorry. <laughs> no, that's totally fine. Um, I find it interesting that you talk about reality because, you know, the, one of the, some of the best moments as wrestling fans um, had reality in the storyline. So, like Vince McMahon and mm. Stone Cold, it was like, you know, he hated his boss and he got to, you know, flip off his boss. And then you got the whole CM Punk storyline that brought a lot of people back um where he was you know gonna leave his contract and stuff so stuff like that reality is a really big key in things like it's uh i think it helps out it, it helps to bring yeah. some validity or make you really because it's harder to suspend your disbelief in a more modern time when you know you can follow and talk to wrestlers and, and tweet with them and stuff yeah so it's a little harder yeah, to, to. i agree it's odd isn't it that.
1: it's it's really odd it's a, in, it's really odd. Like it's it, in an industry that's so based around trying to entertain you. Mm-hmm. We, you know, I think there's, you, in an, in, you know, like if you watch a movie or a TV show, that's just an industry that's, or, or a play or whatever a musical, that's an industry that's like just trying to entertain you. And, and, and most of the people and pretty much all the people who watch those things are happy to suspend their disbelief. But when it comes to wrestling, it's exactly the same thing. We just want to entertain you, but it, it it comes, you know, but we have to work a lot harder. Do you <laughs> know what I mean? Like you have to work so much harder to get people to emotionally invest in what's going on. And that's, and that's all I care about. I just care about, I just want you to emotionally invest. I'm obviously like behind the scenes. I'm trying as hard as I can to, you know, I'm, I'm at the moment. I'm trying very hard to change my body shape, and I'm trying and I'm training as much as I can under mm. Eddie Dennis and Dazzling Daryl Allen and people like that and and stuff. But like, I think you just I just want people to emotionally invest in things, and I think a little bit of reality and a little bit of satire is just what the is just what Brit Res needed, uh, mm. and I and I thought, well, I'm gonna do it.
0: So. This is a really oddball question, but, um, I'm going to ask you if you had a match that you had to go through with and you had your opponent as the queen and you were, you were tasked to choose a gimmick for the match against the queen, what would be the gimmick (laughs) of your choice? Uh... So we've got ladder I'm, matches, I'm we've got death matches, we've got uh, like uh, you know, uh, throw uh, something on a pole match you could do. Um, right. <laughs> could do okay.
1: So this table. is what We're talking. We're talking about Queen Elizabeth. That's like, correct. Yes, you have to fight her. We're talking her. About the real queen.
0: Yeah. This is this is just something yeah. that happens. Uh, you have to do so, and you have to choose the gimmick. It's it's a weird, strange uh, bit of fate. But uh, what, what would your gimmick match be? Uh...
1: A corgi on a pole match. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, it'd be a corgi on a pole match. (laughs) Because she's like, she's old, isn't she? So she couldn't like, she'd struggle to get up the turnbuckle, but she'd like, she'd struggle to get up the turnbuckle because she's old, but like, she'd obviously like want to because she's like so invested in the corgis. I'm pretty sure that's, somebody told me recently that's the only, that's the uh, only offence that you can be hung for now is killing the killing the the queen's corgis so i don't know what that could be absolute bollocks but like i feel like that's that would be it it would be it would be and there'd be so much emotion in it wouldn't it because it would just be me like climbing up and being like oh you know and she would be but who would be the face in that match that's what i want
0: to know right before you get up to the corgi you could like you know give a little pet before you actually take it down like yeah yeah just digging give a little pet yeah Oh my god, that's brilliant! You know, I'd be
1: like, "Oh yeah, oh there you are, Queen, yeah you are Queenie." Oh, and she's like, "Get off!" And I'm like, and then like, and then like, I win it, and then I win it, and then I pull the corgi down, and then everyone's like, "Oh no!" And I give the corgi to her because, like, obviously it's a dog, and everyone's like, "Oh god!" And she's like, "Oh thank you, young man." And then I just fucking hit her in the face, (laughs) and everyone's like, "Oh yeah." Then Prince
0: Philip comes up in a car, um, just walks out like Terminator because. He won't die apparently. Um, so my friend, Aathers, yeah, but it
1: takes. Yeah, I was gonna say, but it takes him like. like
0: go on. Oh, sorry. Um, so my friend Athers, uh, who goes to a ton of shows, I think you've spoken to him once or twice before. Um, he says. Yeah, yeah. He says once you and your do not resuscitate cohorts achieve your mission statement. I fully expect you to turn on the other three, especially Drew. Um, Is it a case of the enemy of your enemy is my friend?
1: Uh, uh, yeah, Uh, yeah. I think that's that's a very that's a very eloquent way of putting it. I think, like, yeah, I I think that's it. I you know, I think. It's about the story is about us banding together Mm -hmm. to remove people who are taking our spot and doing it by force because they're refusing to go. Uh, And I think it's just, we're just trying to loosen up the cards so that we can have those spots and fight each other. I don't think that, I don't think that, that, I don't think that me and drew have settled anything. Mm -hmm. Me and drew have so like drew put me through a mirror
0: yeah that's uh, you know you Drew Drew put history. me
1: through a mirror and I lost I lost yeah he put me through a mirror and I lost 6 weeks of my career I still have I still have a scar on my leg from it you know we have we have a lot of unfinished business but mm-hmm. we're never going to get a chance to if 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 the cards full. you know because okay. I think our, our feud yeah. our, our another blow off is you know it's too it's too important to be done in a car park.
0: Okay. Well said. I like that. Um, So with the Brexit thing happening, um, whether it is happening or not, we have no idea. Uh, Do you think that Uh this, this could actually cause you some trouble getting to the U S and doing some stuff overseas?
1: Um, What did in terms of like all wrestlers?
0: Well, yeah, like for British wrestlers, British wrestlers, you mean? Yeah, British wrestlers who want to come to the US. Do you think it's going to make it harder if this actually goes through?
1: Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I've never come across. I sadly have not had the opportunity to come to the US yet, so I don't. I'm not entirely sure. I mean, I don't. I don't think it would be a problem to go overseas, like. You know, TK Cooper and I will travel, and together we've gone to places together. And you know, he just has to stand in the—he uh, just has to stand in the um, in the non-EU uh, line, which just takes like an extra hour. Mm. I think that's just what will happen to us, which is which is sad. I'll, like, extend so my commute by <laughs> by an hour.
0: Jeez. Um, so as far as America goes, who is uh, something, somebody over here that you'd like to feud with or fight with that you haven't had a chance to fight with yet? Over, well, over, over there with you guys. Yeah, like an American wrestler or somebody in the States who you may not have had a chance to fight yet, but you you would like to. Who Who is a name that, or a couple of names you might want to face, like... I was thinking MJF because oh. you guys are very similar in a different type, you know, in a way. Yeah, I feel Cause... like I feel like I feel like if me and MJ, I
1: feel like yeah, I feel like if me and MJF were to be in uh, a match together, I feel like we'd probably tag together. Um, I feel like that would probably be more successful over here than it would in the uk because i think he's better known in the uk than i am in the u.s uh i would very much like to work with him i have a really funny idea for a tag spot that we could have <laughs> which would essentially be me just like put the guy on the floor and then mjf gets up onto the second rope and i just spray aftershave into the air and he just jumps through it uh, <laughs> to hurt them
0: uh that's just oh, an idea i have if he hears this then i want to know what he thoughts on it mjf um, I think you could do the same spot uh, with yeah. uh, with Session Moth in a way.
1: Yeah, that would be funny. Yeah, but with some like axe <laughs> spray or something. Yeah, that'd be funny. Yeah, <laughs> over here we call it links. Yeah, just uh, like some dirty yeah. links. Mm.
0: Um,
1: who's over there that I'd really like to wrestle? I I would love to. I would love to wrestle Sammy Callahan. I would love to. I'd love to work with Sammy Callahan. I'd love to wrestle Ricky Shane Page. I'd love to wrestle Darby Allen, but I'd also, you know, but those are those are guys that like have like death match connotations. It's not it's not necessarily death match connotation. They're just guys I think are polar opposites to me, and would be good. You know, like I'm not too familiar with a load in the American scene, but I'd like I'd really just like to wrestle anyone. You know, like I'm not fussy. I just I just want to wrestle. More wrestling, please. Yes. Like, that's, you know, that's, me and, that's what me and TK's motto at the moment, I think. Yes. More wrestling, please. And,
0: and as a fan, we want more of you guys, too. Um, so oh, great. My friend MJ tweeted back to us today, and he says, as a performer on the rise, who are a few other names that Spike would say to keep an eye out for?
1: Ooh... That's MJ from
0: Brighton, isn't it? His handle, his handle is u total cult.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, smug bastard. Yeah, I know him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, smug bastard with his mustache. Um, uh, um
0: <laughs> his mustache.
1: It's different. It's it's it's, you know, it's difficult, isn't it? Like the mm-hmm. stuff like that. I mean, like, it's difficult because somebody of my somebody of my level would never have the same level. Of success even five years ago would 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 i because the because exposure is just nowhere near as strong was nowhere near as strong exposure to wrestling is so strong now Mm -hmm. so it's it's hard and booking it's all about booking as well isn't it like i could tell you people i know people who i really think that you should look out for but i don't see them being booked in a way that will will help them anytime soon you know, I mean, I, I guess like, uh, uh and that's not a knock on anybody. That's just, that's just an observation. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Connor Mills is, you need to look out for Connor Mills. You must look out for him. I think he's coming. I think he's actually coming to the U S for mania weekend. Oh, great. Uh, I, if anybody doesn't know who that he is, then you will do eventually. So you, so you might as well get on it now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's coming to Mania weekend, and I think it, and New York as well. So I think you know if anyone's trying to looking for some a little a, a little mini Chris Hero strong style nuthead, then I think he's the <laughs> one you need to look for. Yeah, um, he's yeah, he's definitely one to look out for. Um, I really, 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 really think that TK Cooper is the most underrated wrestler in the UK. I'm I think just that, like, I, I, you know, I want to say, right here. I want to, yeah, like, I, I want to say all my friends, like Damon Moser, you know, I, I, I'll just reel them off, like Damon, like Damon Moser, Chuck Mambo, Carl Ashmore, uh, um, Big Wavy, Roy Johnson, Candy Floss. Candy Floss is actually another one, like, you really should look out for her. But I, I really think that TK Cooper is the most underutilized. Oh, and Jack Sexsmith as well. Sorry, oh, yeah. um, God, he would have hated. He would have absolutely hated that. Resurgence oh,
0: champion, God. by the way. Yeah. I
1: know, but he's but like he's listening to this. Like if he's listening, to it, he's listening to it right now, and he's like, I can't believe that you forgot me. Um,
0: <laughs> I'll have to edit it and yeah. put his name first.
1: <laughs> oh no, don't don't leave it as it is. Leave it as it is. <laughs> um, but for me, I think like the rest of them will find the way up. But like, I really mm. think that TK Cooper is just the the most underutilized and just one of the most underrated wrestlers in the uk he he can do it all he's got personality he's athletic as fuck he's he's flippy he's strong he's powerful he's got charisma um he's also just like you know he's just such an he's like we like in our friendship group we often say like he's uh the guy we love to every he's like he's like the nastiest guy that we all like he's like the worst person we all like because he's such a wind-up merchant like he just loves to wind people up and (laughs) prank people and stuff but like he's just such an awesome dude like he just fucking loves wrestling Mm -hmm. he had he was at the top of his game in like 2017 2018 last year like him and trav were having the best tag matches i've ever seen and then he went and broke his leg by accident obviously Mm -hmm. obviously didn't break on purpose but then he like broke his leg and he had all this time out and You know, and it kind of killed his momentum a little bit, and he just, yeah, I I think, I think if there's somebody who is, if there's somebody in this country, who that I know, who is just so ready to be invested in and so ready to blow your fucking mind and wants it and is hungry for it, and loves wrestling more than anything, I, I couldn't, and is such an awesome dude, I Mm probably I couldn't, um, I couldn't say. Uh, more good things about TK Cooper.
0: A really cool story that I want to share that just happened was when I spoke to him about two weeks ago, and he came on the yeah. show, and I couldn't, yeah. it couldn't have been an easier conversation. He told me about, at the end of the show, I gave him the plugs and everything, and, and he told me about you know he's getting some shirts he's getting rid of, he's doing a clearance, and I picked one up after the show, and I put a little message in the order. I said, hey, throw in a sticker if you have any free ones, right? And yeah. This dude, TK Cooper, not only gave me some stickers, but he sent gave me a signed eight by ten. Just for yeah. Me, just I mean, just out of nowhere. And when I opened it up, I was just I wouldn't shut up about it, and I was tweeting and tweeting. And he's just such a good, genuine, nice guy, man. He's yeah, tremendous. he is. Yeah, he's tremendous. just he's
1: just he's just such a nice dude, and he just and not that any of the rest of my friends don't know either, but he just fucking loves wrestling. Mm-hmm. you know and he was on the cusp of something so amazing yeah, and yeah. and it kind of just went away because he broke his leg and there's no better time than now uh you know so i would say mm-hmm. conor mills because like you just need to keep an eye out for him but everybody please get behind tk cooper because it's it's about time i would wrestle him every day if i if someone would if someone would let me so yeah <laughs> TK um... Cooper.
0: So, so before we go, I do want you to give your plugs. Um, where can we get your sweet DNR merch? Um, <laughs> and your uh, you got a new shirt out? I saw. Um, and your yes. Twitter and where where can we find you on the interwebs?
1: So you can find me uh, on both Instagram and Twitter at uh, at Spike Treve One. Uh, my big cartel where all my merch is is uh, Spike Uh, i have a new t-shirt out which is the no future dates t-shirt which uh was released on the basis of a promo that i did i've also got other t-shirts for sale but i also actually have a new t-shirt that's going to be coming out in the next couple of weeks that i was going to release at the same that i was going to release before i did the promo and then i did the promo and then decided i had Mm. to release something else so i've got another little thing in my back pocket uh Sweet. and uh, it's got the word spoilt rotten written on it and uh some horrible disgusting designs and i'm really excited for everyone to see it
0: fantastic um spike thanks so much for uh spending a little time uh no worries
1: thank you for having me it must mean something's going right (laughs) uh
0: hang on the line just for a second uh uh, we'll, we'll shut it down but thanks guys for listening please follow me at wilford watches um and please jump on the patreon if you get the opportunity if you want to support me i appreciate it um and thank you so much guys for listening today Raise your hand if you like saving a few bucks. If you do love saving money, join me, Susan Hogan, on News 4 at 5. Our NBC4 response unit is protecting you from scams, rip-offs, and dangerous products. We've already recovered more than a million dollars. Jim Hanley here. Susan's got your wallet covered. Wendy Rieger and I will get you up to speed. Staying on top of constantly changing headlines and what they mean for you. And storm Team always keeping you ahead
1: of weather changes. Join me, Doug Kammerer, and the rest of us on News 4 at 5, working for you.
0: Raise your hand if you like saving a few bucks. If you do love saving money, join me, Susan Hogan, on News 4 at 5. Our NBC4 response unit is protecting you from scams, rip-offs, and dangerous products. We've already recovered more than a million dollars. Jim Hanley here. Susan's got your wallet covered. Wendy Rieger and I will get you up to speed. Staying on top of constantly changing headlines and what they mean for you. And store always
1: keeping you ahead of weather changes. Join me, Doug Kammerer, and the rest of us on News 4 at 5, working for you.